Welcome back in, Brady Farkas Show, right here on this Thursday on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Continuing our talk about the Boston Red Sox, putting a bow on the season, ended yesterday with a Sox win. Sox finish at 78-84, finishing last place, but they do finish on a high note, beating the Rays a couple of times here. And joining us now, our Red Sox insider, live from Fenway, Tom Karen. TC, how are you? Doing well, Brady. How you doing? Excellent. A lot of stuff to get to, right? The High and Bloom presser. You sat down with Alex Cora earlier today. Before we get into any of that, let's just go back to yesterday because it was fun to see the Red Sox win, but I thought the X stuff was great. The montages, X just raw emotion. He almost got you in the pregame show. You almost lost it, but you held it together. I thought yesterday was a really special day. I thought the Red Sox and Nesson did it really well. Yeah, I did too. And, and, you know, that's, and you're trying to just strike the right chord and, and, and get it right for him, right? As a, as a, as a TV network and a broadcast, that was our mandate yesterday. And, and I think we did that. I know I, I talked to him this morning on the way back into the ballpark and, you know, cause you always wonder the day after how he's going to, how he's going to feel about it. Right. It was it too much. Did he feel like he bared himself? Did we embarrass him? He was absolutely thrilled today talking about the way it all went down. And uh, and I think you're right from even little things that you guys didn't get to see, like pregame. You know, we we took a picture that's been posted and stuff with the whole truck. I've never seen that many truck guys, uh, men and women, coming together for anything except for maybe a free lunch (laughs) at a game. But they all came together for Eck, and it was a beautiful picture. And we we gave him a – Gave him a cake, and uh, uh, somebody came up with the idea. They gave him a, a new pair of shoes because his expression, <laughs> the pair of shoes. And so just, you know, <clears throat> all of that leading up to the broadcast. Then he came on a pregame show, and that was, you know, when, when I almost lost it. And we got deep into our relationship. And then during the game, talking to Dave O'Brien, talking about the Red Sox. I was just talking to Alex Cora, as you said, and, and Cora had gone in before that uh, half inning. And, and told the guys working out down or taking cuts in the cage, I want everybody back in the dugout to come out and salute this man. And they, he didn't have to say it twice. Everybody came running out. And, you know, for all the talk about uh, things he said that may have uh, upset players over the years, uh, they were all there on the top step coming out on the field to wave up to him. It, it was a special day for a special guy. I mean, he's not just one of the best broadcasters I've ever heard. He's one of the best people I've ever known. And I, I think we got it right, and I, I couldn't be happier. What's your favorite Eck-ism? Yeah, branch work has always been my favorite one because it's just so perfect. The idea that, you know, you're clinging in the tree and the branches are breaking under your feet. You know you're not that good and you're about to go crashing to earth. But if you can get through the next few minutes, you might be okay. And, you know, he'll talk a lot about pitchers. You know, this is branch work here. You know, a couple of couple of 107 mile an hour line drives right at somebody to get you out of an <laughs> inning. That's the definition of branch work. So I've always enjoyed that one. Um, you know, walk off is maybe his oldest, uh, right? Cause he actually came up with it and <clears throat> love the fact that when he first talked about something being a walk off piece, he was talking about the shame of walking off the mound because of course it was all about Eck. It was all about the pitcher. You know, now we celebrate walk-off pieces as home runs, but he kind of uh, chuckles at that because, no, a walk-off was supposed to be the ultimate <laughs> shameful, embarrassing moment, not uh, a thing to celebrate. So uh, I, I just I love the language because the whole vernacular, the whole actionary is just out of a place, pure joy for the game. It's not contrived. He doesn't do it to get attention. 
He does it because he just loves talking about the game and he finds new ways to explain old things. Pair of shoes, three run Johnson. They're they're just all classic. We're certainly gonna miss after the broad. Three run Johnson. I thought the FCC was gonna come after us, <laughs> but I guess that's just part of the uh, part of the accepted vernacular of baseball now. Uh, Tom Karen, Red Sox insider over at Nesson with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV. Look, it was a lengthy end-of-season press conference. What was your biggest takeaway of what I'm sure there were many? I think the biggest takeaway is, you know, I wasn't surprised that Bloom said signing or extending Xander Bogarts was the number one priority. I was surprised that he came out and said, the work begins right now. Because I've told you and I've said all along, the way to get this done is by presenting him an acceptable contract that replaces the current contract that gets him uh, to come to an agreement before he opts out and before he goes to free agency. Don't let the other 29 teams get involved. Get this done, overpay, do what you have to do to send a message that he is important to you and to send a message to the fans uh, that you're serious about bringing him back and making this team a contender. Here's what's interesting. I, everybody, right, fans, pundits, everybody is all calling for the same thing. They want to re-sign Bogarts, and they want to lock up Devers. But but my my question is, is that enough for everybody? Because we've seen this team with Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers, and it's just finished in last place. Like, those two things do need to happen, but there needs to be so much more than that also in in my estimation. Do you see it that way? Or is if every if they lock up Devers and Bogarts, is that enough for people? Well, it's not enough because Waka and Evaldi and Hill are all free agents. I mean, they're three of your four uh, starters here at the end of the year. And I, I threw that at Alex Cor in our conversation today. And, you know, he said, well, you know, if, if you were in a smaller market, he said, and I told you that uh, we had a rotation of, of Nick Pavetta and Brian Bayo and, and, and Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Houck and Paxton Crawford, uh, or Cutter Crawford, rather. Sorry, Cutter Crawford. Uh, would you, you know, mo- he said most places they would say, oh, that's a good uh, rotation with a chance to do a lot. He goes, but in Boston, it's not enough. Hmm. And it's not enough. He's right. It's not enough. So listen, Chris Sale's back. Who knows what you're going to get out of him health-wise, but if he's healthy, he's obviously really important. I like Brian Bayo. I think Nick Pavetta is a serviceable four or five. Uh, He ended up being a one or two this year, and that's not what he is. Uh, But you need at least one more starting pitcher to me in that mix. Uh, I'd love to bring back Waka. Uh, and, And beyond that, you probably need at least two relievers. So... You know, if you want to talk about that, I mean, sure, you want to bring back Bogarts and Devers and Waka and two relievers. Now, maybe that's enough. But Bogarts and Devers, no, that's not enough because you need pitching. They were they were 12 or 14 games over 500 when they got six innings out of a starter this year. And, and you know, 20 under if they didn't. So that just simply tells you they need better starting pitching. And, uh, you know, the left side of the infield isn't going to help that. I'm going to call for it until they sign somewhere else. I want Carlos Rodon as a big ticket item, and I want Michael Conforto as the pillow, prove it, one-year contract. Those are the guys that I want right off the top. That's not a bad call at all. Uh, I like Rodon. I know they like Rodon. He's somebody they've talked a lot about. You probably have to overpay him, but I think he's the kind of guy you can overpay for short years, uh, right, because of where he is in his career. And I think that's the kind of deal that uh, a high and bloom would be interested in. I think years more than money. Uh, scares this team off of some players. Um, 
So yeah, that I mean that's a great place to start. I I, I like that. You know, listen, they need better pitching. They need more home run power. Now, uh, talking to Cora today, he believes a healthy Kike Hernandez is good for another ten to fifteen home runs, which is probably fair. You saw him finally in the last month of the season, I think, starting to square up the ball again and hit line drives. Uh, I, I think Verdugo needs to get more home run power out of his swing. Uh, I know at this place you can play doubles baseball and succeed, and they lead the league in doubles every year, it seems. Uh, but but you need more pop. Uh, Cora brought up last weekend in Toronto, you know, they, they get a couple of hits and a couple of walks, and they get a 2 nothing lead. And then one swing of the bat, Teosco Hernandez makes it 2-1 to one to lead off the next inning. And just like that, you know, he's like, we got to scratch and claw and throw seven guys to the plate to get two runs. They hit a three-run home run, we're losing. So, yeah. you know, you can talk all you want about you don't need power, but, man, power makes it a lot easier to win ball games. You are always, you know, a swing away from getting back in a game when you have power. You didn't get it from J.D. Martinez. That's probably one of the big mysteries of this team. Bogart's had his home run power down, though it kind of came back over the last six, seven weeks. Uh, I, they need, whether it's adding someone to the outfield or, or just you know, maybe a catcher, if you, if, you, if you decided to upgrade there, though I think they're ready to stick with McGuire and Wong to at least begin the season. I think they're good with that. Spend your money elsewhere. I can live with that. But, but someone there is going to – now maybe it's Casas. Maybe it's a whole season of Casas makes a difference, right, because they didn't get it out of Dahlbeck at the beginning of the year. And, you know, what did Casas end up with? Five in uh, 20-something yep. games. So – you know, that to me, those are the areas that the, the number one priority is signing Bogarts. Number two priority to me is fixing the rotation. And the number three priority is adding power to the lineup. Tom Karen, Red Sox insider over at Nesson with us here on the Brady Farkas show. You know, there's a lot of time to look forward. Let's look back. We, we don't know what's going to happen in the off season, but it could have been it for JD Martinez and it could have been it for Nathan Evaldi too in the last couple of days. What did they mean to this organization over the last several years? You know, I asked uh, I asked Alice Cora that this morning, and 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 Cora said, you know, that uh, when you start with JD, you think about that uh, that championship run. You know, his uh, his home run up over the monster seat in Game One of the playoffs kind of really got it started, and that's kind of where everything got going, <clears throat> and triggered their run in 2018. And Evaldi, you know, in relief as a starter, and then that epic relief performance in the World Series at Los Angeles that really sort of allowed the uh, bullpen to reset. You know, they, the Dodgers won that game, but they blew out their bullpen to get there and were staggered for the rest of the series where the Red Sox had a perfectly healthy bullpen because Evaldi uh, did what he did. So, you know, there is a little bit of a feeling. We had a graphic yesterday kind of breaking up the band, a little bit of a mm -hmm. feeling that, you know, with Vasquez being part of that too, right? You trade away Vasquez, you're going to lose J.D. Martinez, you're going to lose Nathan Abaldi, and who knows where Xander Bogarts is. Uh, that's definitely, you know, I, I don't want to say core four because uh, that's, uh, you know, that, that's a Yankee thing. But it's, uh, it's definitely a, an important core from that championship team that is now going off into the uh, horizon. TC, we're going to continue to talk to you all off season. We'll talk with you about the Red Sox. We'll get some more Bruins conversation in here as opening night is just uh, less than a week away for the Bees. So we'll continue to talk with you. But I hope you take the next couple of days and uh, get some sleep. That is the plan. It's going to be a, uh, a relaxing few days here here today to cover the, uh, the press conference to wrap things up. But uh, you won't see my face around Fenway Park or the Nesson Studios for a few <laughs> weeks now. It's going to be a little bit of golf. Going to watch a little college soccer, watch my son play, and uh, 
Probably get up to Vermont to get a couple IPAs in the rotation here before too long. So a uh, little R&R here over the next few weeks. You kind of leave, you know, when you do this, <clears throat> you leave October open for the playoffs. And if you don't make the playoffs, uh, then it really does become a chance to just uh, relax and do the things you don't get to do. So, yeah, I'll be talking to you each week. But uh, where, I, where I'll come from is going to be a little bit of a mystery every Wednesday. <laughs> Well, appreciate you being flexible and talking with us on a Thursday this week. We'll be back in our Wednesday time slot next week, and uh, we'll do it in six days from now. Sounds good, Brady. Thank you. I appreciate it.